Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Speak Out Loud podcast. Hey, We're you guys. so excited to be joining you again. We are coming to you in what I think is episode 14, if yep. you count our right. kind of bonus episodes we've done. And uh, we're coming to you today to also wrap up our series that we've been talking about, which is part three of kind of that big story, Stacy, for you of anorexia. Yeah. And um, just kind of, we've, we've titled this The Battle of a Lifetime. Yeah. But also to our listeners, we just want to let you guys know, um, one, how thankful we are for That's you. Right. And uh, we are actually wrapping up season one today. And uh, so we're going to wrap up season one here at the beginning of the summer and uh, take the summer off. Now, we're actually going to be preparing a lot for the fall because we have learned a lot. We have jumped into this podcasting world. And uh, we thank you for your kind of journeying with us for these first few episodes. And as we've gotten some experience at this, so we are going to be doing some planning and prep and really plan to come back in season two with the full fall of episodes. And uh, we're really excited to get to share that with you. Some of your feedback and just texts or things that you've DM'd us or just things that you've gotten to us somehow um, have just been so encouraging. And when you're living the life of what you're talking about, that encouragement is so needed. So we just, we don't take it for granted for one minute. We thank you. And anytime God lays anything like that on your heart, please keep it coming. We we need it and we appreciate it. Definitely. If you have not uh, listened to all the episodes, uh, man, we'd love for this summer if you would catch up and uh, just check those out. Continue to share this with friends. We are so thankful anytime that uh, those of you that are listening, share it with friends, share it on your social media. Yeah. It's really helping us get it out there. Um, you know, by the time this episode wraps and um, our listeners listen, I know that we will have surpassed 1,500 downloads for season one, which I don't even know if that's good or not, but it feels good to us. So uh, it does feel good. And hopefully, I, I do know this. I know that that's not you and me listening to it 1,500 that's times. That's right. Maybe a handful of those are us going back and listening, kind of seeing what we said and trying to remember. But uh I know it's uh, a lot of you have listened and listened to most of the episodes, if not all, that we've put out there. So a lot's been going on, Stace. Right. So you've already been in studio today for probably four hours recording yeah. your audiobook. For my, my, this is like my third or fourth day doing that. Yeah. So this is the journey, kind of another step in another path God's led us on. Um, I have taken You Are Worth Saving, Letters of Hope from a Desperate Heart, and have been reading that myself as an audiobook. Um, we had thought about going another way and having someone else read it, but since it's my experience, our experience, our girls' experience, we thought that would be the best way to go because... I can remember so vividly what I was feeling and what we were going through when I wrote those words. And so um, hopefully it'll be something that you'll be able to use as a tool of encouragement. And uh, it has been a joy to get to do that. And I'm so thankful God um, opened the door for that. So fourth hour in studio, let's do this. Yeah. (laughs) So if Stacy sounds a little weary, you'll understand why. Mm -hmm. She's been knocking it out. And we hope that that gets to production We're planning on that being in production here this summer, and hopefully not too far in the distant future, we'll be able to come back with an announcement that the audiobook, as well as the hard copy book and the ebook version, um, are available. So if you can't wait for the audio and you want to get the the hard copy or the e-version, those are available on Amazon. Um, You can just look up You Are Worth Saving or search for Stacey Getzinger. 
Uh, that's with an O-E, G-O-E. We have to spell it every time for everybody we, we give our name to, I think. But um, you can find her book there, uh, and also we'll be letting you know when that audio book is available. So really excited to see that come out. Um, Stacy. so today we're picking back up where we left off a few weeks ago uh, as we kind of finish out the story here of um, kind of up to the present, at least, of where we are in this battle of a lifetime for you, ba- right. the battle against eating disorder, um, against anorexia. And so we're really picking back up where we left off, which was wrapping up inpatient treatment at, at an inpatient program for about four months. Mm-hmm. And just what has what has treatment looked like for you since that time? Because certainly it's not like, okay, you just tie your hand tied off and, okay, I'm done, check that box, and you're good to go now. So what does that look like these last few years? I think one of the hardest things has been to realize, but one of the best things has been for us to realize that um, the journey was by far um, not over. I'd gotten some great tools, and they had helped to literally save my life by giving me some new nutrition, but um, we get the most peace and relief when we just go, you know what, we're still on the journey instead of trying to pretend like we're not. So sometimes when we even come in here to record uh, the podcast, I'm just like, you know, Stacy, don't sound that way or don't do this or don't do that. But honestly, I, I'm i still the person that I wrote about. I'm still the person that battles every day. And um, this is what I have to bring to this podcast. It has been a journey that I thought could never be as long as it has been. However, Something that Doug and I talked about not too long ago is we really didn't think I'd be here at this time in our lives. And so for Doug to not have to um, be doing life alone or for our girls to not be with, um, with a, without a mom, um, it takes this. It takes a lot of fighting. It takes grit. It takes guts. And also it takes me sometimes just crying and just going, wow, this is so much. I don't want to get up and do this tomorrow. If I have to get up and do this tomorrow, God, please come back. Um, mm-hmm. It's just so much. and um, But it is possible. It is possible. I am not the only one doing it. Yeah. And so I find a lot of solace in that and um, a lot of people to journey with in that, even if I've never met them face to face. I know other people are doing this, men and women alike. Well, and so you're on a pretty regimented regimented schedule of outpatient treatment. So just a normal week, what does that look like for you? Well, um, all week I'm eating. <laughs> uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I go to um, a therapy appointment. And then on every other Thursday, I go to a nutritionist appointment. Um, sometimes on Wednesdays, I go to uh, Laria in Tulsa for a checkup type appointment. My psychiatrist, um, where I get my medication, I go to once a month. She's in Tulsa. So, of course, we've been online during the pandemic. Um, They give me basically my marching orders for the week. And I come in sometimes to their office, and I find that I have done a pretty good job. And then sometimes I come in and just go, wow, I, I did blow it at different times. And then sometimes there were successes in the last week or two. So... The main thing that I I want to say is there are ups and downs to it. Recently, um, Doug was injured in a situation, and uh, we were up most of the night um, taking care of him, and he is okay. He's doing really great, but an accident happened, and 
we were up most of the night, and so the next day when I woke up, I had missed breakfast, snack, lunch. So I got on the phone and called my nutritionist, said, Christina, this is what has happened, and I'm behind on everything, and I'm about to panic because the eating disorder is screaming for me to use this, for me to use this time as a time to let the eating disorder be an excuse and sneak back in there. And she is so good at her job and she cares so much about her patients. And she said, Stacy, treatment or, or recovery, excuse me, recovery is not linear. It's up and down. And these things are going to happen in life. And so the next thing you need to do is do the right thing. Mm -hmm. The next thing that you're supposed to do and that you need to do in order to stay in recovery today is to have a snack and then have dinner, have another snack and dessert. And let's just start over again tomorrow. But we're not going to let today be a total wash. That was not an option. I could have taken it as one, but with her encouragement, I knew I didn't want to. Even though the eating disorder was being relentless, I knew that that would not be okay. And that happens. That happens in, in stressful moments. And certainly that was a stressful moment for you, having to uh, kind of drive me to get uh, stitches. Um, yeah, I had a pretty good cut. And... You know, just in case any of our listeners are really concerned, the only thing at risk probably in my life is maybe my future modeling career. <laughs> but, you know, that was already at risk anyway. So that was already pretty doubtful at this point. I don't um, know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, but um, so, but I do know that was stressful. And stressful things and stressful times can can throw wrenches into recovery because they, they throw you off of just your routine. And you've kind of set that routine. You've set in your mind Okay, I need to do this, 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 and this, and I'm committed. And then something kind of disrupts all that. And it really takes discipline. And it was very wise and smart of you to reach out to your, your team to say, this is where I am. And they even helped you get back on track. So I think that was that was so important. And the beautiful thing about that is you didn't let it linger. It didn't go yeah. on for a day, two days. It went on just really for maybe even six, seven hours. Yeah. And then you, you jumped back on track with that. A so, good sign of that um was that I was really anxious about the fact that I was off off track. That's a good sign. And so um, anyway, that's that's something I just wanted to add is yeah. is when you can become very concerned or anxious, not in an overwhelming way, but wow, I really need to do whatever it takes to get back on track. That's a good sign. And we've had several episodes this this uh, this spring and winter where we've talked about, the commitment it takes. So we've gone into depth on this, but I think, you know, the focus is there. It's a weekly commitment. Um, again, we're not therapists and we're not counselors. And so we're not saying to you then prescribing that's what you exactly should do. Mm -hmm. But I do think we're telling our story and Stacy's telling her story. But part of that I think is important to see that there's many instances where this is not just a check off the box, let me kind of tie this off and it's over and done. It's ongoing, and it takes work. And like you said, Stacy, it's not linear. There's no straight lines of recovery. And so you constantly need that support around you. And one of the other things, too, Stacy, that's been really important these last few years is that you and I have made a conscious decision to, in the midst of recovery, to tell our story. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying we're going to wait for some point way off in the future where we can say, been there, done that, if that point ever does come. We don't know. But in the midst of this, you've made that decision to write your book to blog, to be online, now this podcast, to tell your story. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that was a huge uh, decision for us to make, but yet it was one of the easiest. Um, you know, when you're going through something, your mercy level is really high if you can identify with someone else. And if that person can identify with you, it's so easy to walk away and time to pass and for that mercy level to drop, not intentionally, but because you're removed from the situation. The emotions aren't there. The the um, attention to details perhaps in your situation is not there. And personally, I've asked God for that to never stop because Anytime that I think that I am so far ahead of someone is the very time that I'm the most dangerous point of my recovery. Well, and I think that's been really important as you've had speaking opportunities. And as you get to speak to groups, whether it be large groups or even smaller groups, you know, that kind of um, just, I guess, attitude and insight really, I think, helps you connect with others Mm -hmm. because they can connect with you and your story because you're telling in the midst of it. Yeah. You're not somewhere way past where somebody else might be, possibly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes after I speak, um, when there's not a pandemic, um, there'll be a Q&A time and then people will come up and either just want to talk for a minute or buy a book or just tell me what's going on in, in their life and the similarities or they know someone. And the worst thing I could possibly do is be cold or forgetful of what God has brought us through. Mm -hmm. And so if it means that I need to stay this close to my journey in order to be able to be there and sit with someone, listen to someone, walk with someone, then I... I want to stay close to it. I do. Not the illness, but the the remembering and the emotions and the just the vitality that only God can give when we are with someone who's walked that road. Yeah. And and it it's interesting how I think Stacy we're in kind of this this interesting place because we're in a place to where um no you you're not standing still. And we talked about this in I think the first episode of this anorexia podcast about the analogy of treading water. Mm-hmm. And you made a great point that you can only tread water for so long. Right. You have to move. You have to get motion going or you're not going to make it. Um, but at the same time, you know, I know that for me, we can't have too high. We can't put expectations in a certain timetable on it to say, well, there's pressure to, to reach a finishing point by here. Right. And so I think it's really important. It's kind of this balance of, you're not satisfied. You're pressing on and recovery. So that's a non-negotiable for you. You're committed to that. At the same time, we're in this place where there's also joy and there's also happiness and there's also peace we can experience. There's a contentment too that I think it's it's like you find that along the way. And I think we live to a place where those things aren't all just going to come at the end. Like when when somehow you reach the finish line. Mm -hmm. Those things are coming now. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can't just grow satisfied in that. So it's, I don't even know how to to describe it really, but it's this weird place of of finding joy and finding contentment, but also moving forward and not standing still. Something that I don't say often, if ever, is, well, it just is what it is. And have that uh, feeling of apathy. I may feel the apathy, but I don't want to put those words to it. Because as soon as I label it like that, that's me quitting for that day, um, for that season, whatever it may look like. Right now, it seems like 
you know, we do talk a lot also about depression, and I know we're focusing on anorexia, the eating disorder and everything, but it seems like when there's a little momentum with that, then I have some struggles with um, the depression Mm -hmm. and how that affects my relationships so directly, friendships, family, um, how I get up and start my day, uh, how how I finish my day, and um, what that looks like in between um, all day long. And so it just seems like you get momentum in one way, and this isn't to discourage you, but to say it's okay. Sometimes I need somebody to say, Stacy, if one part of your life is going better, like the eating disorder at different times, and depression is harder, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Those are going to have an ebb and flow sometimes when you struggle with both. But something that helps the depression sometimes um, is linked to the anorexia, and that is being nourished so my medication can work. Yeah. So they are really are hand in hand. Well, I know I find myself in a place in these days to where you've come so far. And, and I can I caution myself and I, I, I remind myself so I don't take that for granted, to look back and to see, my goodness, how far you have come. And, and, and what you've accomplished. But at the same time, I want to be careful that I'm not making assumptions, mm-hmm. that I'm not, um, that I'm not uh, being impatient, that I'm being patient. And I'm not then setting a false expectation of, oh, we're so close. We should be here by now. You know, um, you know I need to, to realize that sometimes, you know, you are just too tired to fight. And I need to step in and help you fight or, or, or find a way to help you do that. Um, Really striving to be attuned, to not, for me, you can't let, you can't let your guard down, just like you described earlier. But I find, too, um, as someone that's your support team, um, that I can't let my guard down. I have to be attuned. And just because maybe you're not talking, maybe just because you're not describing something, doesn't mean you're struggling. You're not, I'm sorry, doesn't mean you're not struggling. And, and obviously, we've been married for a number of years, so we have a chance to kind of really know each other and read each other well. But at the same time, you know, those are keys for me. And I know many of you, we have many listeners that um, maybe, Stacy connect with you, obviously, in your story, uh, share a struggle or going through something. But we also have a lot of listeners that um, are the support person maybe in their loved one's life. And I would just encourage them, you know, to, to find those ways to be patient, to also really strive to be attuned, to listen, to pay attention. And I think that's something... Again, not perfectly, but I strive to do for you. Yeah, and you do a great job of it. It's just been kind of a learning curve that we've had to experience so that that way we both know what we're doing. And um, sometimes when I'm not willing to talk, it's not because it's not present. Sometimes it can be because it's so present that I don't know how to put words to it. And you've learned that over time um, by asking me, Stacey, what did you eat today? Have you had anything? My energy can be so low or I can be emotional or kind of out of it, not really able to focus or know what's going on, those are that can happen within 24 hours. Yeah. And so you've learned to just go, okay, I'm, I'm not going to be your food police. I'm not doing that. I'm doing this because I love you and I just want to check in on you. Um, and have you eaten today? And sometimes, even recently, I can say, no, I haven't eaten today. And then sometimes I can say, absolutely. Matter of fact, I've done, I've done pretty well today. It's just a day-in, day-out thing. And if I look too far in the future, like you're talking about, and we say this is a date that this is looking like we're going to be to the end, it makes me so anxious that it makes me not hungry. So mm-hmm. we just kind of go 
um, with what is actually happening instead of trying to label everything. Yeah. Well, and Stacy, that kind of brings us up to the present. Mm-hmm. And as we look ahead to the future, I think what you just said is, is great, that we, we don't set false expectations. Um, anorexia has been chronic for you. You've been very open about battling it for years. You know, we don't know if that'll be chronic your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do know this, and we look ahead with this hope that all will be made right and you will be made whole. We all will be made whole in the end. Yeah. And that it takes, I think, faith and it takes belief and it takes hope to see that. But I think back to that, that story we read earlier in the, in the season about the, uh, the book we read, we, we were reading mm-hmm. called um, All Things Made New, mm-hmm. I believe was the title of the book or something like that. And one of the analogies was of the woman who had struggled for many years with mental illness and in the end, because those that put their hope in Christ will see a new heaven, a new earth, and be all things will be restored, all things will be made new, there's a day coming. And we look mm-hmm. forward to that day, Stacy. Yeah. If it's not in this lifetime, we know it's coming. And what's beautiful about it is that it'll be forever from that point on where you will not battle with anorexia, you will not have depression, you will not struggle with mental illness, and all will be made right, and all will be made whole. And yeah. that gives me hope, and I I long for that day for you, yeah. though I hope it's not soon. But <laughs> it's going to sound strange. It sounds selfish, you know, but I do long for that day for you. Mm-hmm. And I know that, and I think I long for that day for me too, because there'll be day. we all have our imperfections and things that aren't right about us mm-hmm. and things where we need to be made whole. So that that day is coming. Yeah. And that that's the promise that really as the Bible says that's the anchor that we hold on to right there. That's the anchor for our hearts and our minds and our souls. Yeah. yeah. Well, a passage and we're going to end on this today, this this passage from the Bible. And it really is I think when you look at what are key things stay sound you have your life first you've shared a lot about um, I will not die, but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. Mm-hmm. But I would say probably this is almost equally as meaningful to our story and, and kind of defining for you of our story. And I was just going to read this. And as we tried to share um, kind of a message of hope with each of our, our podcast episodes, we wanted to end today with this, this message of hope. And it comes out of Second Corinthians chapter 12. And this was written by the Apostle Paul. And it's actually a very personal note he shares here at the end of this uh, letter that he was writing to these uh, these folks there that were in the city of Corinth. So starting at the second half of verse 7, he says, um, he says this. He says, Therefore, in order to keep me from being coming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is for why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And, you know, a lot of scholars 
have some ideas maybe what Paul was referring to there. There's a lot of thinking that maybe he was beginning to go blind or some other evidence, some other letters he had written that, that maybe that was what he was battling or it was something else. We're not sure. But we know that there was something, some affliction, something he was going through that it's interesting. He says three times mm-hmm. he pleaded with God. If you think about who would have a powerful prayer, mm-hmm. the Apostle Paul, who yeah. you think would have a powerful prayer, right? But three times he pleaded with God, and yet God didn't change it. God didn't take it away. Mm-hmm. But instead, God said, my power is made perfect in your weakness. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, Stacy, you've really experienced that. And that in the struggle, in your struggle, you have seen God's power speak into and speak through what everyone else around might say, well, that's weakness. Mental illness is weakness. But instead, God is God is making you strong through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that that's kind of an oxymoron to people in his in my weakness. He is made strong, but I don't want to claim my own strength as my glory. Mm-hmm. And so, gosh, sometimes and friends and family both know this. Sometimes I can barely say hello on the phone without crying at first because I'm suffering. And we all may have gone through seasons of suffering. And I don't know how many ways to say I'm, I don't crave food or I'm not hungry or when I'm nervous, I'm not hungry and I'm scared to eat. And I don't know how many other ways I can say that. Mm-hmm. But God knows that that's such a struggle for me. And when I invite him into my mealtime or my snack time, it does go better. Um, God's also provided some medication that helps me to be able to calm down and eat my food. It's specifically for that. And so I I do know this, that if I did not suffer with, and I, I do say suffer, uh, especially my friends can speak to this, our, our family friends, um, you know, extended family. This is something that they have watched me suffer through. This is not something where I'm just like, you know, this is just not a big deal. I don't know what people are talking about. Yeah. Um, but I will, you know, sometimes just say, you know what? I, I I don't know how much longer I can suffer with this and struggle through this. But it has gotten me in to see people that otherwise I wouldn't get to know or see and be able to speak into their lives just like other people have spoken into mine. I'm not doing anything to them that other people haven't done for me. And so just, it's all for a reason. And just if I keep remembering that and I remind myself that through anorexia, through depression, through the self-harm, through the different opportunities that God does give me, when I get up there, I'm not going, "Mm, you know, this is easy. It is very, very difficult. And yet God wants me to do it. And yet that is when I feel the most peace and joy. Yeah. Well, there, there truly is purpose in your pain, purpose in pain. For those that are lis- listening, you know, God has a purpose yeah. in what you're going through. And, That's right. I'm no different than you. And, you know, it's in those weaknesses, in those moments where we really have nothing to contribute or to give, that if we allow God into those spaces of our lives, mm-hmm. that the reality of what this these verses in the Bible are saying can become real and become true. I, I think to a story, Stacy, and, and a few years ago, you ran into somebody that, that kind of had vaguely known you in the past, and you were sharing with them, 
just about how God was using what you're writing and, and beginning some of your speaking opportunities. And this was before we started the podcast and some of those things. They, after listening for however long you talked about it, they, they kind of just cut you off and said, well, you know, we could just pray about that and, and God could just take all that away from you right now. If you just had faith. So I remember I wasn't there and I'm glad I wasn't because if I'd been there, there's only a few times in my life I've, I've truly probably come unglued. And I think that I would have certainly come unglued in that moment because as you shared about with that with me later, I'm thinking, are you not hearing all that God is doing in the midst of this and all the ways that God is speaking to people's lives and, and, and reaching to people's lives that are in pain, that are hurting you know, people that are going through something often can identify with somebody that's also where they are, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and if, you know, somebody's still on a stage or behind a pulpit and they really have no connection with what you're going through, you may not connect with that. Your first thought is, well, they don't know what's going on in my life. They don't know what it's like to be me. But when they can connect with somebody that's a speaker, when somebody that struggles with anorexia or depression can hear about your story and your experience, Stacy. I think there can be a connection there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we hope many of you on this podcast have felt, is a connection to our story, to Stacy's story. And, and through that, you know, you can see, hey, if God can be faithful there, God can be faithful to me. That's right. God can help me through this mm-hmm. and, and never, see that, that God uses our weaknesses. He never, something that I know we have said before that I want to say one more time, Something that I have to remember and people speak into my life all the time is God never wastes our suffering. Yeah. It's never for nothing. And sometimes I feel so buried under it. I don't care. Sure. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't care how you're going to use this, God. I am tired. And then he'll do something that has, it's not about me. He'll use the suffering and he will just um, allow me to encourage somebody or somebody to encourage me because he's using their suffering. Yeah. But, um... Gosh, it is humbling, but it is a joy to see that happen. Well, I love the way that that passage ends. It says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm -hmm. Not because of my personal strength, not because of just something that we have somehow mustered up inside of us. But it's truly because in those moments, we're most open. Probably is the best way to say it. We're most open Mm -hmm. to God coming in and, and doing what we just utterly cannot do. So just kind of thinking and wrapping that up, I know, Stacy, you know this. I would hope that our, 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 we want our listeners to hear and to know this, you know, that whatever you're going through, mm-hmm. whatever your struggle may be, if it's anorexia or an eating disorder, depression, or if it's something different, you know, this is not permanent. You know, like we said earlier, there is a day coming for those that have hoped in Christ and placed their faith and their trust in his saving power that there is a day coming when all will be made right, all will be made right, and all will be made whole. And that day is coming. It's not permanent. So what you are now is not permanent. God has not abandoned or forgotten you. Yeah. He's using you. And he's using your story. And he's using what's happening in your life. It's not that he's abandoned or forgotten you. Mm-hmm. He very well may be using this for his purposes for something much greater than you could ever have imagined. Yeah. And I know that uh, we are hopeful for that, mm. and I think we're we're believing that as we come back in a few months for season two. Um, we are beyond thankful that you have joined us this spring and yes. this past winter, 
as we've launched into this podcast, you know, the Speak Out Loud podcast, we said from the very outset, is to bring and share hope for those who struggle with mental illness and for those who love and support them. Yeah. And through that, through at least a digital presence and a digital community, to build a community of hope around that. And mm-hmm. we're so glad you've been a part of that. Stacy. as many times as we've sat here around this microphone and around this table and you've been transparent and shared your heart and shared just what's going on in your life and shared your experience. I just want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. I think it's meant the world to a lot of people. And we appreciate your feedback. Um, yeah. You know, so many of you have commented to us personally or put a comment uh, or a, a share or a rating on the uh, the podcast itself. You know, we'd invite you to do that. Invite you to do that even now that someone might discover this over the summer and catch up on season one and jump in with us afresh in uh, season two here in a yeah. few months when we start. So we'd love to hear from you um, and uh, feel free to uh, rate, to share, to comment, to uh, post, and we will look forward to coming back soon. Thank y'all so much for the privilege of getting to share and speak into your lives. It's it's my favorite time of my week, and it's one of the things that I know that I'm doing that I absolutely should be doing. So Definitely. I'm really thankful for that. Well, God bless you guys. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll be back talking to you again soon.